Hello, and welcome to the High Reliability Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Martin, Gosselin Martin Associates. The High Reliability Podcast is the only podcast in the industry dedicated specifically and exclusively to the field of healthcare facilities management. As always, the High Reliability Podcast is brought to you by the Career Hub from Gosselin Martin Associates. A little bit different of a um, podcast today. It's kind of a fall update, and we're calling it Jobs, Gifts, and Education, along with a little bit of a market update. That's a mouthful, but we got a lot going on, and I just wanted to briefly um, get some things out there, some free stuff that people can win, and then just some interesting market updates, at least from our perspective. We're scheduling out the podcast for the remainder of the year. We have some exciting episodes coming up uh, that I'm really looking forward to. I have my scheduling team working on that, my scheduling team of one. So uh, we'll get it done. But I'm excited for the remainder of the year with what we have coming out. Um, A little brief market update here. I guess the first thing I want to bring to your attention, there are two things I want to bring to your attention. Um, And you can access both of these off of our website. We are doing a fall market survey for healthcare facilities management. We would love to get your opinion as to what's going on. The last one we did was in 2020. It was right after COVID. No, actually, it wasn't right after COVID because there's still no right after COVID, right? (laughs) It was uh, July of 2020, I think. And we were just getting us trying to get a feel for the market. And so we're doing one again now in 2022. uh, And the questions are really along the themes of what we're seeing in the market. So I'd encourage you to please fill that out. You can access um, the market survey off of our website if you go to goslin-associates.com slash blogs, you will see um, the market survey link. It's right there, goslin-associates.com slash blogs. We'll be giving out um, three $100 gift cards. I'll randomly pull names out of a hat, see who wins, and we'll send you a gift card. Never done that before either. Excuse me. I'm sorry. So I'm kind of excited for that, to give money to people or to give gift cards to people. So I'd encourage you to fill that out. That uh, survey will be live till I think October 1st. and it's only 10 questions, so it's really not long. And many of the questions are yes or no. And if you want to elaborate, as always, you can elaborate. I would just say one thing. If you do want to win the gift card, you do have to give uh, your name and contact information to us. But we're pretty harmless here. So that would be the first thing I want to bring to your attention. Uh, the second thing to bring to your attention is we are doing our fall education series, three classes, uh, free classes, three free classes. September 22nd, October 20th, November 17th. We'll talk about resumes. We'll go to my favorite subject, Abraham Lincoln. And then um, the third class is looking at communication and leadership in healthcare facilities management through the lens of the Battle of Gettysburg. I'm a, uh, as you probably know, or you may have heard before, I'm really a history nerd. I love American history, constantly learning um, and constantly enthralled by it. So these three free education classes, they all do tie to healthcare facilities management, similar to the survey link that I just gave you. If you want to sign up for these classes, they are free. Gos- uh, sorry, Jack. Gosselin-associates.com slash blogs. There is, a, uh, there is a link there. Jack is incidentally on vacation this week up in Maine. So I hope Jack is doing well. So those are our gifts to you 
kind of like Santa Claus uh, as we approach the winter season. I also want to bring to your attention a new job profile or a new job we rolled out uh, recently, Cambridge Health Alliance here in Massachusetts. They are looking for a vice president of facilities management and support services. Also, if you are a planning, design, and construction professional, we're working with Metro Health in Cleveland on a uh, director of planning, design, construction. They are opening a new hospital. Um, so it's an exciting time out there. That's for Metro Health in Cleveland. Then we also have opportunities out at Contra Costa Regional Medical Center in California and in New Jersey at Methaney for a director of FM. So if any of those roles are of interest to you here in Cambridge, Mass for VP in Cleveland, Ohio, Metro Health for a director of PDC, Contra Costa Regional Medical Center for an executive director or Methaney in New Jersey for a director of FM and construction, feel free to reach out. Um, to us. So the final thing I just wanted to briefly touch on was kind of a market update. I, I enjoy doing these. Um, I enjoy talking to people uh, who are out there working in healthcare facilities management. As I've said, it's an interesting time in the market. When papers used to be relevant, when I say papers, that's newspapers, if you didn't know what I was talking about. Here in Boston, um, we're still a two-paper town. You got the Boston Globe and you have the Boston Herald. Um, and the Herald used to do, and they don't do it anymore, um, they used to do a column, and people loved to read it. It was called Tales from the City, and they would um, they would give eight to ten different stories, and they would describe a circumstance, but they would never tell you who it was or what it was, so they kind of feed you a mystery, but they would never conclude the mystery, and people would always, uh, would always think, geez, what are they talking about there? So this market update, it's funny, I kind of think of that as almost the Tales from the City where I just try to provide information back to you, the candidate who may be looking for a job, to you, the person who works in healthcare facilities management and is trying to make sense of it, or even to the HR professionals who listen to us as to what we hear and provide that insight. In the um, class that we do on September 22nd, the market update, there'll be more of this, but there's just three, three different things that I wanted to bring to your attention. The, the first, I was talking to a person and we never divulge names or never divulge organizations because everything is confidential, especially in this business. You have to be confidential. But we were talking about 90-day um, plans. You, as a candidate, may sometimes, when you uh, apply for a job, you may provide supplemental information. And some candidates do provide 90-day plans. I was talking to one of my contacts in human resources, and they were saying to me, they were recruiting for a job. We weren't working with them. But they said a candidate gave them a 90-day plan, and they didn't want to talk to this person because they said, how can he give us a 90-day plan when he's not sure what our organization does or not does, what our organization is about, what our organization, how our organization functions? And I said to them, I said, well, that's interesting. I said, I've always looked at it. If a candidate gives us a 90-day plan, I look at it review it, talk to them about it. And I always thought that that shows a bit of initiative. So I said to this person, can I look at the plan? And they were kind enough to send it along to me. And as I read it, I said to them, have you read it? Have you read this 90-day plan? Because the candidate was not saying they were going to come in and turn the department over in 30, day, 30 days. The candidate was saying, 
I'm going to observe. This is how I'm going to observe. I'm not going to make any changes. This is what I'm going to do. And I said, this is the kind of 90-day plan you would probably want to see from a candidate. So that was really interesting to me. And it, it led me to the thought, I don't know. Um, I wonder if with the constant pace of change, I wonder how much people read these days. You know, I think of that a lot because in my role, we're communicating frequently with organizations and candidates. And I know everybody's in such a rush all the time. I think we've lost the ability, and I'm guilty of it as well. I think we've lost the ability to read information, synthesize information. And again, I, I tie it back to this 90-day plan in which this candidate was cast aside from consideration because the assumption was they don't know our organization. How can they give us the 90-day plan? Yet, if you were to actually look at the 90-day plan, they were telling you they were going to observe the organization and what they would do and how they would approach it. So that was really interesting to me, which got me to the larger point. Are we really synthesizing and reading information these days? The other um, interesting market uh, update, and this isn't specific to healthcare facilities management. I don't know if you saw this article that came out a couple of days ago about quiet quitters. It was huge on social media and people were talking about quiet quitters and there was an article from Gallup and in a number of sources but quiet quitters make up at least 50 percent of the U.S. workforce probably more Gallup finds and as I was looking at that I was like yeah big deal I mean not big deal <laughs> I don't mean it that way I was like quiet quitters they've been around forever I mean this is nothing new but in today's day and age we're always trying to identify or say how different we are than different we are now from what was before, whether it's weather, politics, sports, music, everything now is always, it's either better, it's the worst, it's it's the grandest, it's the largest. It's almost like history has never happened. And it's part of the reason I love history so much. And I go back to the education programs that we offer is really, if you're observant, you do find that everything has happened before. It might be a little variation, but the phrase history repeats itself is said because it's true. And we need to find and identify and look. But just to get back to the quiet quitters and off my soapbox, I was I read the article and you can find it Gallup number of places. But the trend toward quiet quitting, the idea spreading virally on social media that millions of people are not going above and beyond at work and just meet the job description. Again, a red flag to me, the idea spreading on social media. Further down in the article, they talk about and if you have kids or maybe you use it yourself. I know our business should use it a little bit more, but further down in the article, it said, actively disengaged employees tend to have the most of their workplace needs unmet and spread their dissatisfaction. They have been most vocal on TikTok posts that have generated millions of views and comments. So again, I, I just kind of look at this and you know, you're citing TikTok and you're citing social media I think, you know, it's just another opportunity to say, hey, we've come up with something new. Look at us. Quiet quitters, they've always been around. We talked to them. We've done or we do um, work with facility departments and, and some facility departments want us to interview their uh, employees and we talk to the directors. And, you know, ever since Jack started the business 15, 16 years ago and continuing today, we've talked to these quiet quitters. I'm sure you've worked with quiet quitters and you work with quiet quitters. So I thought this whole quiet quitter thing was once again, just another, hey, another article headline. 
you know, if you if you watch Seinfeld back in the 90s, wasn't George a quiet quitter? You know, quiet quitters have always been around. But I thought what was, you know, they did talk about how the workplace is, is worse for younger employees. Gallup finds a decline in engagement and satisfaction among remote Gen Z and young millennials, those below age 35. I thought the key word in there was remote. Yeah, remote takes a toll. I've talked to more people in the last couple of months and in healthcare facilities management, a lot of folks have been back in the planning, design, and construction realm. Sometimes you are working remote, but there's going to be dissatisfaction from remote. I mean, we are human, and humans do, whether we like it or not. We we need human interaction, which we're not getting. You know, the Gallup article goes on to say this is a significant change from pre-pandemic years. Yeah, because you weren't working remote. So... You know, the, the news out of that is that remote work challenges managers even more to create these relationships and to create these ties into an organization. I mean, the, you know, whether it's quiet quitting or whether it's quitting or whether it's active disengagement, however you term it, we've always known, and this is not new news, and this is one of the things that we do in our education classes and in our career hub when we're talking to people, you know, you solve the quiet quitting crisis by addressing the managers and addressing manager engagement and giving managers the tools to deal with their employees um, and to deal with their employees in a communicative, collaborative way. So this is the same as it's always been, um, whether you deem it quiet quitting or, as I said, just quitting. Managers need to actively engage, and it is more difficult now. There is no doubt about that. I mean, social media throws a you know, throws a wrench into it. Talking about TikTok, I see my kids every night. And when we're home, I see my kids every night. Isn't that a good thing? But no, my my kids will often, you know, they'll put the they'll put the iPhone on the mantle at the fireplace, and they'll record their TikTok videos. So um, we're all, you know, everybody's doing it. So I guess when they cited the TikTok, I was like, yeah. Um, but the core of it is that manager engagement really does need to happen. And it is a little bit more difficult. We know from research and from our own experience that employees leave managers. They don't always leave organizations. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that. The other thing I noticed, you know, when we talk about this in our education class coming up on the 22nd of this month, September, I think employer expectations, you know, I've, I've thought about this a lot coming out of COVID. Um, I don't know that employer employer expectations. I think employers need to re-examine their expectations from their employees. I bring this up for a, a simple reason. I think a lot of the times we're all seeking perfection, whether it's the perfect candidate, whether it's the perfect email. We're just people like perfection, and perfection doesn't exist. I see this in in light of sometimes candidates who are placed forward, whether it's a recruitment we're working on or one that we're consulting on where employers, and it does make sense because you're trying to eliminate people from job consideration, right? I mean, you're trying to find that best person and to find the best person, you eliminate people. But I've seen folks be eliminated who really should be considered. None of us are perfect. And I say that to organizations all the time. If, if we all, if we are honest with ourselves, have one or two jobs that we may have had that, you know, for whatever reason, it could be circumstances in our life, it could be circumstances within the organization where we've messed up. And those imperfections, we hope, are not held against us as we move forward. 
and I think that, you know, I try and, and we can only obviously do so much to just stress that, you know, if a person is a serial mess up, then obviously you don't want to consider them serial mess up. That's a technical term. But if they have an instance in their career where something happened, who among us doesn't have that? So I just think of employer expectations and are we looking for perfect candidates? Because if we are, we're not going to find them. We're always going to find something wrong with everybody. So we really need to be realistic as we evaluate folks. And if you do find that perfect person, let me know, because I want to put them forward for our next job. Last comment about the market. I was talking, we were going for a job. Um, we were interviewing for a, a recruiting role. And I got into the um, I got into the education discussion and the degree discussion. And they were searching for a, um, they were searching for a person with a degree. This happens all the time. I bring it up to your attention. I said, I'm sorry if I'm a broken record on it. And I questioned them on that, why the degree was needed. Do we really need the degree? Do you really need the degree? Because there's lots of folks who don't have a degree who could do the job at your organization. And I asked why. I always like to ask that question. Why is the degree required? Well, because it's an organizational requirement. Okay, I can see that, you know in certain areas, but with facilities management, why is it required? It's just the way it is. We don't, we don't, we don't hire people without degrees. It's the way it is. Uh, I've always, you know, we need today more so than ever. We operate in gray. The world operates in gray. The world doesn't operate in black or white. So yet another example of, and we didn't get the job. I hope I didn't push him too much. Um, but I, I just feel you know, asking why is not an unreasonable. And if you can't answer it, if the, if the answer to why is because the organization demands it, just I don't understand it. So anyways, those are our updates. I hope I haven't offended anybody with this uh, brief little diatribe. <clears throat> but I did want to release in September, as I said, we get a lot of great podcasts coming up, just trying to schedule them. But I would like you to sign up for our education class, take our survey. You can find them both gosselin-associates.com slash jobs. I mean, slash blogs, excuse me, look at our open jobs. And if we can help, feel free to reach out to us. This is Peter Martin from Gosselin Martin Associates. I appreciate you listening to the High Reliability Podcast. We will be back at the end of this month, September, with another High Reliability Podcast. Thank you all.